Bible gives a command concerning our parents, there's two promises that are attached to this command. The first one is that you'll be blessed with a long life. The second promise that is attached with this command is that things will go well with you. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16, it says this. It says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you and the land your God is giving to you. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20, it says, My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. I wonder how many people in this room today are reminded again and again of their mother's teachings, of the things that their mom taught them, the things that their mom prayed over them. I always think of Ron sitting on the back seat there, grew up with his mom, a Christian, and praying for him. And 50-some years later, Ron comes back to the Lord. I'm telling you, that's the power of a praying mom. Those teachings of our mother and our father, those teachings, those prayers of our mother will never depart from your life. Some of you are ruined. You know what I mean? You can't even enjoy sin. You cannot enjoy sin because of the power of your mom's prayers. Okay? You can't enjoy it. And even after mom is dead and gone and buried, mom's prayers still resonate in the heavenlies. And God is faithful. God is faithful to fulfill his word to that mom who intercedes and fasts and prays. My grandma Richie fasted 40 days without eating anything. When, you know, she got saved later in life, and when she got saved, she fasted and prayed for her kids that every one of her kids would be saved. And she had this assurance. She had this assurance from the Lord that before they died, every one of her kids would be saved. And to my knowledge, every one of them have been saved. The ones who are living is that one's a, two of them are pastors. My dad is one, and my aunt. So to my knowledge, all the other ones had given their lives to the Lord. And God honors those prayers. You know, this is not just a command of the Old Testament. Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, Paul quotes the scripture, says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first command with promise, so that it may go well with you, and you may enjoy long life on the earth. We honor our moms because God's word commands us to. The second reason why we honor our moms is because of the pain they have endured. Look to the person next to you and say, just so you know, you've caused a lot of pain. Now look them in the eye. Tell them. Look them in the eye. You know what I'm talking about, right? Some of you have caused a lot of pain. A lot of pain. In more ways than one. Your birth and mine caused a lot of inconvenience and pain. I remember whenever Lori got pregnant from the very beginning, throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. That caused me a lot of pain too because I cleaned up. 
And that makes me sick. Like cleaning up, throw up. I go, oh. Then I wanted to throw up. I'm sure it was a wonderful experience to have a 10-pound baby crushing your bladder. You know, I'm sure that has to be like, whew. When my sister Tammy was born, Tammy, waved everybody. My sister Tammy weighed 10 pounds, 13 ounces. When they placed her in the nursery, you know, they placed her in the nursery with all the other babies. Tammy rolled over on her elbow and looked at all the other kids in there. All these five-pound babies. Tammy was 10, 13. Can you imagine that? There again, I just enjoy Tammy. We appreciate her. But she did. She rolled up on her elbow and was just looking around. If the pain and concern children brings to their mother's heart ended on the day of their birth, if that was all the pain that a mom would endure, if that was all the pain, that would be one thing. But for many of our moms, over the years, you and I caused them a lot of heartaches, a lot of grief, a lot of sorrow, a lot of worried nights. Yet John 16, 21 says, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of the joy that a child is born into this world. Moms have the ability, it's an incredible ability, that although their children may cause them a great deal of not only physical pain, but emotional pain, a lot of stress, moms have that ability to forget about that pain when they see and know that their child is okay and that their child is doing well. It's something how quickly moms are able to forget, how quickly moms are able to forgive, how quickly moms able to believe in you and think good about you and expect good for you and to know that God has good in store for you. It's incredible how moms are able to see the good that God has for their children and how quickly they forget the pain when they see them doing well. The third one. Why do we honor our moms? Because a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs chapter 31 talks about this wife of noble character. And Proverbs 31 verse 10, if you want to turn there, it says, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portion for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hands, she holds a distaff and grasps the spindle with her finger. She opens her arms to the poor 
and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes covering for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Notice these next portions. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her. Do you hear what this says? Honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Did you hear that? It says that her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. I'm a really fortunate guy. I have the privilege of having There's going to be three godly women like that in my life who are here today. I honored my sister by telling you her story. That's her honor today. Love you, Tam. Happy Mother's Day. My mom will be in the second service, but I want to address two ladies who are in my life today. First, my mother-in-law, Greeny, Lori's mom. Almost 34 years ago, I came to your church on a Sunday night. I was a 17-year-old Bible school student in my second week on campus. I was skinnier than Landon. That's hard to believe. And at the time, you were a 35-year-old church-planting pastor's wife with a pretty blue-eyed daughter. I don't think either of us imagined that day that you'd never be able to get rid of me. But God knew what I needed. God knew the call that was upon my life. And he knew the kind of life partner that I would need to be able to fulfill that call. He knew the kind of mom I would need to be able to raise godly children. He knew the challenges that we would face and the sacrifices that a life of ministry would require. There would be things that you just don't know, you cannot know, or you cannot understand unless you've been there and done that. But God knew that. And before I was even saved, my future wife was being prepared for a life of ministry by her mom and her dad. Mom, your example of love, sacrifice, and service for your children, for your husband, and for the kingdom of God, and for the local church, prepared the perfect helpmate for my life. 
your commitment to support your husband's call to ministry. All of those years has blessed my life. They left a successful family business, a union electrician, brand new home, Corvette. God gave him his Corvettes back, but left that to go and be a Bible school student and to plant a home missions church. Setting up and tearing down chairs, having midweek service in your home on Wednesday nights, filling in in whatever role was needed to fill the gaps. Thank you for the godly example you set before Lori. Thanks for accepting me into your family and treating me like one of your own. Today the word of God is fulfilled in your life because today I honor you and call you blessed. You've done well. Rodney, would you help us out? Just Rodney. We've got a little something here for you, Mom. 30 years in uh, eight days. Lori, I want to thank you for enriching my life, for being devoted to the Lord first, and for being devoted to me. Other than accepting Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, pursuing you was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Thank you for being a godly example not only to our children, but also to our church and our community. I'm not sure how we did it, but we've done a great job raising godly kids and passing on our faith and love for the church and for the kingdom of God to them. Our job's not done yet, but I wanted to take a moment and celebrate what God has done. So today on Mother's Day, I rise and call you blessed. I love you, Lord. Love you, dear. Happy Mother's Day. Moms, I just want to tell you that what you do, although a lot of times it feels like, man, it's a lot of hard work. What you do, you are the one who shapes the world for the next generation. The prayers that you have prayed, the sacrifices you have made, are not forgotten. They're not wasted. And even when you don't see the results of them, God is faithfully watching over his word. He's watching over your prayers. And he's going to bring to pass the promises that he made to you. So today, Mom, on Mother's Day, we honor you and we bless you and we thank God for your love, your sacrifice, and your commitment to your family. Let's just pray one more time for our moms. Father, first of all, I thank you for the great privilege that I have just to be able to publicly say thank you to my mom and to my wife. And I thank you for the powerful influence they've had on my life. I thank you for the great support they have always been. I thank you for the godly example. I pray today for each of our moms who are here. I pray that they would be encouraged and built up and strengthened in you. I pray, Father, that you would remind each of us, those of us who were fortunate enough to have a mom who followed Jesus, I pray that you would remind us that you are going to fulfill your promises to them. Lord, you're going to do that work that you've started in our lives. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. And I pray, Father, that we would live lives that are worthy 
not only of the calling that you've given us, but lives that honor the moms that you have placed in our lives and placed us in their homes. And we thank you and praise you for that. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.